The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. Welcome to another episode of Turnbuckle Talk in partnership with TheChairShot.com, presented by the Hitting the Marks Podcast Network and in association with NDPW.com. Turnbuckle Talk is sponsored by CollarAndElbowBrand.com, where you get 10% off when using promo code JKPODCAST. Turnbuckle Talk is also partnered with Phoenix at FNXFit.com, where you get 15% off all your health supplements simply by using promo code TBTALKPOD. Follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching at TV Talk Pod. Listen on Podbean, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere you catch your favorite programs. And now, pro wrestling fanatics, are you ready? Here are your hosts, Mighty Joe Morin and Carl Carafel. That's right, everybody. My name is Carl Carafel, alongside the curator of topics, Mighty Joe, and this is Turnbuckle Talk. Yeah, man, we're back for another week of Turnbuckle Talk. And as usual, before we get to our pro wrestling discussion, though, what's been going on this past week, man? This past week has been fantastic. It has been warm. It has been nice. It has been beautiful, except for today, which is on a little (laughs) bit of the cooler side, which kind of sucks for us here in Northern Ontario, at least, especially because uh, today is uh, Victoria Day here in Canada, which is a uh, a little bit of a stat holiday for us, which is pretty cool. Um, But yeah, I mean, other than that, that's how things are going here. How are things down in Southern Ontario? Well, for the Victoria Day celebrations, I mean... This past evening, and I'm sure tonight too, fireworks fireworks going off like crazy around the neighborhood. Uh, I'm sure like those big fireworks uh, deals aren't really going on, so people are doing their own and doing it like <laughs> crazy, like I said. And then, you know, just outside of Termical Talk, just keep it on rolling with uh, our friends over at Love Wrestling. I mean, we're cranking out content on a daily basis over there now, and so it's pretty crazy, and uh, it's it's been quite something. <clears throat> yeah, I, I'm sure it definitely <laughs> has been. And I know that you are very much so involved with everything love yeah. wrestling. So yeah, that's a that's another platform that we're on, people. So go and check out them over at lovewrestling.ca. It would be greatly appreciated. Absolutely. John, hello, my friend. Nice of you to join us. Thank you so much. Uh that is something that we really don't get a lot of chance to do is thank our listeners and our viewers. And we want to make sure that we always are doing so um so yeah take a look down in the ticker down below there thank you to all our amazing fans and sponsors and supporters absolutely man all right well let's get into our pro wrestling discussion here and kicking off speaking of fans coming in july at least in the united states seemingly back to having crowds at wrestling shows it's about freaking time my friend wwe is actually a little late 
on this. Uh, most other companies are uh, like beginning mid June going to be starting to do uh, live shows once again with. Uh, nearly full to full attendance of people being there. So this is, uh, yeah, WWE for some reason, um, a little late to that party, uh, going to be happening in July. And I'm wondering if this has to do something with the deal with the arena that they're currently in uh, while they're doing the Thunderdome. Mm. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I mean, I imagine that's coming up at some point. But I mean, and, and this is a little odd for us because I mean we're here in Canada and things are still we're, we're getting there. But uh, it, it looks like uh, coming in the next month we're starting to get back to the, the reopening stage, um, going from there. But I mean the United States, Carl. I mean there's a lot of places that are people walking around without masks uh, already, and uh, so I, I think it's just it's it's coming to that uh, in the United States. It seems like it's getting under uh, much better control, and. They've determined that, hey, it's good to have uh, essentially full capacity crowds again coming up in July. So props to them. Good stuff, man. I- I'm looking forward to to watching wrestling with people back in the crowds. And then hopefully, you know, where we're at, you know, where you're at, where I'm at, we can get back to some local wrestling as well. So we can go back to yeah. some uh, some local shows as well because it's been too freaking long since I've had the chance to actually go to some wrestling myself. And I've got the itch. So hopefully that itch can be satisfied sooner than later. It has been too damn long for professional wrestling on a live broadcast or a lot not broadcast because they've been broadcasting but in in a live action setting yep. it's been way too long and i i'm really looking forward to the time when we can get back to seeing some live professional wrestling shows considering one of the richest and largest conglomerates disney is allowing people in the parks without their masks on. Yep. I think that is something that is very, very telling of uh, how we're overcoming everything yep. and moving towards a an allowance of fans and back to some semblance of normalcy. Yeah, and, and of course, you know, given what it is, we're going to have reactions on both sides of the equation here. Carl, we're going to have people like ourselves that are anxious and looking forward to getting things back again. And of course there's people on the other side of things saying that we're jumping the gun and that we need to be careful. And I understand that to a certain extent too. I'm not going to be totally incentive to the other side because I stated before, you know, I definitely don't want to put that out there that, you know, that that this is something that's like totally phony. Oh, coronavirus doesn't exist. It hasn't killed anybody because it has, and it is still something that we need to be careful of. And it's still potentially dangerous, but at the same time, you know, we do need to, at some point get back to some semblance of a normal life. And and it it is about time that the cases are plummeting. Let's start getting back to normal. I agree cool man and uh, like i said and even just as an observer of professional wrestling i've sort of started to kind of get used to the empty arena shows i was very much against them at the beginning uh, i've kind of come around to it and there's some that have done it better than others um i know the thunderdome is what it is it'll be very interesting you know given that especially on the ww side of things and i especially think on smackdown because um i think it's pretty safe to say that out of the raw and smackdown smackdown is 
the better product, right? But it has yeah. been a while since we've had actual fans uh, in attendance reacting to what's currently going on storyline-wise and character-wise. So it'll be really, really interesting, Carl, to see once the fans step back foot in there. And then we run a show to see how they react to kind of what's going on. Is Roman going to get cheered? Is he going to get booed? You know, how is that dynamic going to go? Because it's it's been a while. So it's uh, that's the thing that uh, I, I'm looking forward to the fans coming back, but I'm also very intrigued to see how they're going to receive the product they're being presented. Definitely. I mean, for a lot of people, um, they've been conditioned and continually conditioned. Uh, anyone that has been part of the uh, Thunderdome experience is having everything fed to them as yeah. the announcers would have things fed to them. Yeah. They're being told when to cheer, when to boo, when to clap, when to uh, get excited, when to look uh, frightened, when to look scared, when to... They're, they've, they're essentially being shown every step of the way what to do. So the WWE uh, really has done, has, in my opinion, has done a good job with, with still being able to include the fans, to keep the fans so that they're not tuning out and, or turning away, but also keeping them conditioned to, you used Roman Reigns, I'll use Roman Reigns, they're conditioning them to continue to see Roman Reigns as that bad guy, so that when we do come back to people inside the arenas, that they're going to just have that mindset already of, oh yeah, Roman Reigns is a bad I have to boo right now, because Roman Reigns is a bad guy. So they're, they, they've they really conditioned people. Um, yeah, they. I mean, I, I, I guess that's, they've conditioned them. Yeah. yeah. So, like, like I said, it, it's. I'm, I'm hoping that that's the case. That uh, the fans will come back and and play along, right? Not just do what they what they want because. Uh, but I, and again, I understand that to a certain point, <laughs> our, our friend Don here saying brainwashed by the WWE. Hey, you can you can kind of make that argument, but uh, but yeah, like I just said, uh, I just hope that when the fans come back, that they do like you said, you know, they, they do react properly. Otherwise, it's gonna feel a little odd. Uh, to say yeah. the very least. So, um, yeah. to those fans going over to live shows, make sure that uh, the bad guy comes out, you boo him. The good guy comes out, you cheer him. That's how you do it, right? So, I get it. Some people can, quote unquote, like the bad guys, but you're not helping their case by cheering them, if that makes sense. I know that's a hard point to get across to the average person because, like, well, I like them, I'll cheer for them. But if they're genuinely a bad guy and they're doing that well, you shouldn't have any inclination to cheer them whatsoever because there should be no redeeming values or characters of them. So there should be no reason to cheer because right. if you get that reaction, in my humble opinion, and I know people don't share that opinion, that if you get a cheer as a bad guy, you have failed in your role as a bad guy. That's always been my take and it always will be my take. I, I, I fully agree with that too. I mean, yeah. Yeah, when I was working, if I was playing that heel... I wanted the fans to boo me. I didn't want anybody to cheer me while I was playing that heel. Yep. Um, when I was in the United States, I was always a heel. When <laughs> I was course. in Canada, I was always a face. So it was sometimes a little difficult because I'd have, you know, like friends and and, and, and family and stuff come over to, to see me perform in the United States and they'd be cheering me. And I would have to make sure that after the show, this happened only twice, but I had to go go to them after the show and say, hey, listen. When we're in the United States, boo me because that's that needs to happen. I need yep. to hear those boos. I can't hear any cheers because then I'm going to be thrown off my game. And they were like, 
oh yeah, you know what? Like, yeah, that kind of makes sense. Everyone else is booing you, but we're cheering. Mm, okay, yeah, we we can kind of see. So then after that, everything was always fine. It was always good. I was able to keep character then and be that heel or that face no matter where I was. Hey, uh, ask our friends Rick and Jargo over at the Hitting the Marks podcast that um, as Canadians, we're absolutely heels. There were very easygoing lovable French Canadian or not not necessarily French Canadian I'm French Canadian but Carl isn't Canadian heels to a certain extent to, to those guys so you know it, it um that's just kind of the way it goes when uh the canadians are over in the states we're the heels and when the americans are over here they're the heels uh with us so yeah it's just that's the right. way it goes just the way it goes <laughs> yeah. but, but needless to say man at the end of the day just looking forward to fans being bad because professional wrestling just isn't the same without them that's right that's right all right man well let us move on to necessarily news or sad news but still a sad occasion uh, it is uh well as of yesterday i guess would have been uh, the anniversary of the passing of owen hart um yes. this is always a little tough one to, to cover here carl but uh let, let's try as much as we can to look back positively because i mean the majority of owen's life and owen's career and all that stuff was overwhelmingly positive. So I thought we would kind of look back on some of our favorite matches and kind of moments and, and just reflect. Um, and I'll start with you, Carl. What, what, like just um, before we kind of get into matches, like when you think Owen Hart, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Jokester. I mean, definitely it is because yeah. of all the stories that we have heard from everyone that was able to work with Owen Hart. He was a ribber. <laughs> And he loved being able to um, to do those ribs and be able to, uh, to to play those jokes on his friends and uh, yeah 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 like definitely that's that's exactly the first thing that comes to mind um, uh, a fun loving comedic family man who loved professional wrestling. For me, it, it's a, it's a story. Whenever I think of. Uh, well, Don's making a hint out of here. Proud wrestler and father, absolutely. And we will get into that a little bit further. When I think of Owen Hart, the very first thing that I think of is a story told by the legendary Mick Foley. Okay. And it was of Mick Foley's son, who was a huge Owen Hart fan. And whenever the, uh, well, let me tell this part of it first. Um, Behind the scenes, there was a, for a little while, or it may have been for, for a longer period of time, that Owen Hart had a particular nickname that wasn't necessarily the most positive nickname, so to speak, but being, being a rebber, he kind of went along with it. They referred to him as Nugget because he was a bit of a smaller guy. So that was kind of the, the term that they used to kind of tease him. Well, I, I guess Mick Foley's son found that out um, through where, how, whatever means maybe Mick had mentioned or went off. And then whenever his son would see uh, Owen Hart on TV, he would chant, Nugget, Nugget, not knowing that it was a derogatory term. And uh, that, that put a smile on Mick Foley's face. And uh, when I first heard that story, I put a smile on my face because I know that uh, Owen would have not been offended by that. He would have totally understood. It wouldn't have been like, Hey, that's cool. <laughs> that's cool. Right. So, uh, the fact that you're cheering me, Hey, I'm cool with that. And for me, when I think going hard, that's the first, uh, very first thing that I think of is that story. And I think it just encapsulates, uh, him just as a guy, like he was, um, just a fun loving. And as our friend Don here said, father, uh, that, that is a big thing to take away from this. And one of the big things that, um, 
that I took away from the Dark Side of the Ring episode on Owen Hart that Owen, yes, was very dedicated to the wrestling business, but he didn't want to be in it forever. He wanted to, to make as much money as he could in the shortest yeah. period of time so he could take care of his family and live his life with his children before he was too old to enjoy it all. Unfortunately, of course, as we know, that wasn't the case, but I thought that it was a very interesting insight into the whole story that Owen didn't want to do this forever. He was very, very passionate about the wrestling business, but he didn't want to be, you know, like in his 50s and 60s still doing this, right? He was above everything else, a family man and a father. Definitely. He he definitely was. Um, Somebody... Leave a comment down below if I am incorrect in my statement here, uh, whether you're watching this live or whether you're watching this afterwards. But I do believe the entire nugget thing uh, came from uh, uh, a promo from Jeff Jarrett, I believe it was, where Jeff Jarrett uh, actually called him a nugget and said he's like that nugget in the toilet that just won't flush down um and then from there is where we got the nugget owen hearts um i mean wow wow for something as as stupid and simple and ridiculous as talking about fecal matter not flushing in a toilet to being a moniker and nickname that is remembered to this day unbelievable yeah and the other thing that I want to make note of here as well here, yeah. Carl, because in for, for me, as much as I absolutely loved Owen Hart, the character and the wrestler and whatnot, and people are always like, oh, he should get into the WWE Hall of Fame and all that kind of stuff. For me, even more than that, his lasting legacy isn't that at all. For, for me, above everything else, and you may already know where I'm kind of going with this here, Carl, I, I think Owen's true legacy and his real hall of fame is his family that, that uh, are his surviving family, his kids, especially, but even more so the Owen Hart foundation, uh, that is Owen's legacy and his hall of fame. Right? in their motto, we provide opportunities. I'm looking at their website right now. We provide opportunities for hardworking people who have limited resources and unlimited potential. And then that line as well, um, something that I could even totally see Owen Hart saying, and, and it, again, yeah. it, it kind of encapsulates what he was about. So uh, for me, that's Owen's lasting legacy, is that Owen Hart Foundation is still going to this day. It, definitely it is. I mean, short of a WWE Hall of Fame, short of a Cauliflower Alley Club induction or any type of pro wrestling Hall of Fame, I think all of that uh, would pale in comparison to this Owen Hart Foundation that was that yeah. was created and and started and you're right that is his legacy right there yep. uh, Martha going and um, you know having this and and starting this and um, um, something that. Uh, uh, that, that is not a popular opinion. I have a very unpopular opinion, um, but I don't ever want to see Owen Hart go into the WWE Hall of Fame. I think that that would definitely... Uh, over, it, I don't think that it would be received very well. No. And, and, and I, I, I'm very much so on the side of uh, the family where they say that they don't want that because it's always going to be shadowed by the events that happened and the tragedy yep. surrounding what happened. Um, 
So if, for for that reason alone, I don't want to see it because that's that's going to be the focal point of what people remember in any type of Hall of Fame situation is really he's in the Hall of Fame because he perished inside of a WWE ring during a pay-per-view yep. on live television. Like that's 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 going to be so I, I, I just, I don't want to see that for that reason. I think this foundation is the best way to remember and honor Owen. Couldn't agree with you more on it, man. And even when that whole situation took place, so the over the edge uh, pay-per-view, um, and just the, the fact that it's tough because, I mean, the incident happened and then the show continued right on. Now, I understand the mindset of the show must go on. I get it. But in that situation, I think that history would remember things differently and things would be a lot, we'd be a lot more willing to kind of give on certain things in, when it comes to the, the family, Martha, and the kids. Uh, had they have cut the show short when that happened? Hey, you know that this happened? That's that's it for tonight. You know, we, we can't continue on. This is absolutely devastating thing has happened. It's in bad taste to continue on. Right? Yeah. It's it's a tough thing because I mean, we're looking in high, at at it in hindsight as well, right? So we're, it's way after the fact. You know, had we been running the show at that time, had we have made the same decision as as Vince Maybe right. It, it's it's a tough thing, and I, and I yeah. totally understand it. And regardless of what decision you make, there's always going to be somebody that's not going to be happy, regardless of which uh, side you were you you went oh, on. Yeah. It just it's it's a tough thing. And um, but I, I agree with you that the, the 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 WWE Hall of Fame, as much as we'd like to see him honored, the true honor is the kids that he left behind, the the, the kids that don't think badly on him whatsoever that still love him, even though he's not around anymore. And then this foundation that is still going, that's what we need to remember one of. But having said that as well here, Carl, we'd be doing him a disservice too, if we didn't look back on him with some of his favorite matches as well, mm -hmm. uh, because I definitely want to do that as well. For, for me, uh, the big one that, that, that kind of stands out is maybe one that not a lot of people are necessarily expecting. Uh, one of my favorite uh, matches and runs that Owen actually had was when he tagged him with Yokozuna. Um, okay. That was some really, really cool stuff. And, and a great example of one of the best things I thought that Owen did uh, with his wrestling is that literally everybody that he worked with, he elevated. Whether he was working with them or working against them in a match, he elevated them. And, I mean, Yoko was no slouch then, but when you saw him working with Owen Hart, it's, it's almost like, like some kind of switch kind of went off. And I mean, you could tell like Owen or uh, Owen did too, but Yoko started having fun. And yes, that was one of the keys there. And I mean, and they were, they were a heel tag team and they became champions very quickly, but they, they had, they had a really good fun kind of run there to see those two guys together. I enjoyed the hell out of that combination of Owen and Yoko. Who would have thought, but damn, like they made it work. They definitely did. And I mean, that's, uh, yeah, I mean, a great run as uh, tag team champions with Yokozuna. And, and you're right. You're right. It definitely did look as though Yokozuna um, really started to have fun yep. with everything that was happening. And uh, it, was, it was absolutely fantastic to see. It, and it thankfully was. so. 
because you know Yoko didn't have much longer on the Earth after that as well. So uh, I think it uh, did his heart some well before his heart gave out uh, to have some fun yeah. with like one of the best guys you can have fun with in wrestling, and that is Owen Hart. Now I know that the big one, of course, you know that everyone talks at, and we're talking Brett versus Owen at WrestleMania ten, right? I mean that I think pretty safely ranks at the top of most people's lists of favorite Owen Hart matches, and rightfully so. It definitely is a fantastic to watch the the brothers go at it and go at it at such a high level. Um, it's still something to behold, and um, it's just uh, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. That's all I can tell you. Yeah, I mean, that one there is normally number one on the list of anything for Owen Hart is that uh, Owen versus Brett uh, WrestleMania match. It it definitely is. Um, One that is a little bit uh, more out there that not many people are aware of, uh, Owen Hart uh, faced Jushin Thunder Liger in New Japan Pro Wrestling. So a very short period of time when uh, Owen Hart was not with the WWE, he went over to New Japan and he worked New Japan Pro Wrestling. And he had an amazing matchup back in 1991 with Jushin Thunder Liger. Absolutely fantastic to be able to see Owen Hart. Um, I mean, he, he he worked like WWE. He worked uh, WCW. He worked like all these companies, including New Japan Pro Wrestling. I need to find that match. Oh, wow. It. I need to find that match. Um, if it's available, um, if you find it, Carl, let me know. And if our viewers uh, slash listeners find anywhere, throw it in our comments for this episode or, or get a hold of us and, and send a link. I don't care how you get it to us. That that's a match that I have to watch. I mean, <laughs> Owen's one of my favorite Canadian wrestlers of all time, and Jushin Thunder Liger is probably one of my, if not my, absolute favorite Japanese wrestler of all time. So uh, I need that match in my life right now or yesterday. <laughs> I, I, I need I need to watch that. So if somebody finds it, please um, let us know where we can check it out because uh, that's definitely on my must watch list now that I know that that exists. Yeah, definitely. So, but yeah. Uh, like I said, you know, there's other really great matches, but um, too many to, to kind of name. But like I said, my personal favorite, uh, you know, that run with Yokozuna and, of course, you know, the matches with um, with Brett. Um, you know, even um, he had one as a blue blazer with Mr. Perfect at WrestleMania 5, another really good in my opinion. Um, you know, the, the work that you had mentioned it uh, and hinted at, it, his work with Jeff Jarrett. Um, yep. Great stuff there too. I mean, uh, those guys were, uh, were good together. And... Uh, but yeah, that's the biggest kind of thing that um, that I wanted to make note of with this whole thing was that, uh, yeah, all the, all the wrestling matches and all the ribs and all that kind of stuff was all good for what it was. But I think that, and he would want this too, uh, his real lasting legacy though is his family uh, and that Owen Hurt Foundation. I know I'm repeating myself, but I really want to make that point that that is... Uh, the legacy that uh, we should really look back on. And that, that's the really, really good stuff. And the fact that it's still going to this day is um, a very good thing. And, and for those who do want to check it out, it's very easy to find. You, you just go to owenheartfoundation.org and check it out. It's um, definitely worth checking out. I think you could still donate oh, yes. uh, and all that kind of stuff there. So uh, make sure and um, go check that out once we're done here today. All right, man. Is there anything else that you want to touch on about, uh, about Owen Hart before we uh, get to some breaking news here for this week? No, just, uh, I, I mean, just, oh, and we miss you. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's Very probably much so. the biggest, the biggest takeaway from all of this is that way, way too soon. Yeah. 
And um, yeah, I mean, I can only imagine what uh, what Owen could have gone on to do yeah. and accomplish uh, if this tragedy had not happened. So. Yep. Yeah, that's that's about it. Yep, it, it, it it's uh, it's very unfortunate. Uh, it's in my opinion, it's one of the, the kind of the sadder deaths, especially as Canadian wrestling fans. It hits very close to home, and uh, um, it sucks. It, it, and it, yeah. it's still looking back on it this long after the fact, it still sucks. But we do love you, Owen, and uh, we will all, you will always be remembered for just your fantastic work in the ring. Your your time as a your you, just the, the fantastic father that you were, and. Um, like I said, check out the Owen Hart Foundation. Uh, you won't uh, be um, said that you did. All right, man, right. before we do get to our breaking news, though, let us take a brief, a brief break here and hear from our friends over at collarandelbowbrand.com, and we'll be right back. Wrestling. A love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand. The wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow. The wrestling brand. The dictionary defines hero as a person who is admired or idealized for courage, outstanding achievements, or noble qualities. Being a hero in life is far more than words printed on a page. It takes an unwavering code, a compass that points true north always. And in times like these, it takes sacrifice. Hero shouldn't be a word defined by a dictionary. It's a word that should be defined by the best of us. Hero has a new definition. Hey guys, Mighty Joe and Carl Carefill back here on Turnbuckle Talk. And as you heard from our friend Al Snow, that if you go over to collarandelbowbrand.com and use our promo code JKPODCAST at the checkout, you'll get 10% off all of the absolutely incredible merchandise that they have over there. You definitely will. Before we get to anything further here, I'm very proud of myself. Okay. I was able to multitask. Nice. As I was giving my little praise and love for Owen Hart, I was able to find that matchup. And it has been posted nice. into the comment section down below. A YouTube link is available there. And during our commercial break, uh, I went and decided to click on it to make sure that it worked. And it definitely does. Nice. So there you go. Anybody that wants to see that matchup, it's right down below there. For sure. All right, man. Before we get to our match of the week segment, uh, just accidentally minimize the screen. The beauties of doing <laughs> live broadcasting. Let us get to our breaking news. All 
All right, so for this week on Breaking News, um, th- there were some other releases in WWE, um, a couple controversial ones. Of course, there was an NXT referee, and of course, the Velveteen Dream. Um, I don't want to spend too much time talking about it here, Carl, but f- for those who do want to know, the- there is a big, long, drawn-out, long-winded um deal right from from patrick there if you guys want to check it out by all means have at it um i don't want to give it any airtime all i will say is that um he did um say what he wanted to say and you can take it for what it is or forever i don't really want to voice opinion on it because i know it's a really really hot topic and i I will just leave it at that He, he was released um and he voiced his concerns. It's pretty clear how WWE feels about it. It's pretty clear how the majority of wrestling fans feel about it. And I will leave it at that. That's right. Now, the other people that were released from the company, you talk about one uh, NXT referee. I believe there were actually two referees that were released and a handful of developmental talent that uh, we really didn't see on NXT television. So just a little bit of a cleanup. They kind of went under the radar Uh, for the for the most part, so there really wasn't any big hoopla or uh, press release put out on it. But uh, yeah, just some, some some more releases that happened within the company, and that's about it. And the other other kind of thing that stood out to me in the course of the week of digging through these, um, some of them are dirt sheets, and some of them are questionable sometimes but uh, i mean and it's usually flooded with a lot of like gossipy kind of stuff and this week was no 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 different uh the only thing that that stood out that i felt that was even remotely worth mentioning was chris jericho saying that kenny omega is the best wrestler that he's ever worked with in the ring um again that is very much up for debate uh person to person no two people are going to agree on that um personally i would say that chris has worked with a lot better in the ring but at the same time too i will say that i have voiced opinions about kenny omega but that was more on the north american version of kenny omega the the japanese version of of kenny i'm still very much a fan of and still appreciate all the work that's done there just in my take it just hasn't translated well over to the north american audience uh, that whole take on the kenny omega character and and whatnot but it, it is what it is and opinions aside um i mean Chris Jericho is uh, somebody who does have some valid opinions, so um, you do have to take it seriously. And uh, Chris isn't necessarily wrong, in my opinion, but you know, not necessarily uh, totally correct either. But uh, again, that's just the take from one Canadian wrestling podcaster to another. And I'm I'm going to bring up uh, what you had uh, had mentioned a little earlier here. Um, you didn't mention it on this broadcast yet, but <clears throat> we, we talked about this before going live for everybody here. Um, you had said that uh, Chris Jericho had said that Kenny Omega was the best wrestler in the world, which I in turn mm-hmm. had said, I do believe that he mentioned that he was the best wrestler that he's worked with inside of the ring, yeah. to which you replied, <laughs> well, he kind of has to say that, he can't be saying that it's some yeah. WWE person. He really does have to mention somebody within the company that he yeah. is currently working for. So yeah, I kind of get that. I mean, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. On a brief side tangent, then before we get to our match of the week, yeah, 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 please. Purely theoretical question here for you, here, Carl. Uh, if you had to pick of who the best wrestler in the business is right now, who who would you be picking? Hmm. Comp- like we're talking not just relate not not just limited to one company i'm talking uh, ca- across the complete board who would you pick 
that's that's a tough one to be honest. Yeah. Um, <sighs> hmm. <laughs> I got him thinking, folks. I got him thinking. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> let let me think this over for a moment while I take a drink of our non-sponsored <laughs> Dr. Pepper. In the, in the meanwhile, I'll give you. Uh, mine is a toss-up. Jay White. Ooh. Okay. Well, that that's interesting because he's somebody that's for me. It's a toss-up between between him and Randy Orton. Um, okay. I, I think that uh, for me, I, I could go either way, um, and I think they're both fantastic. And that's really all I need to say. Um, I, th- I think they, they <laughs> both had the most complete game and yeah. and play their characters the best as well. And not only that too, man, this is slightly controversial possibly, but they keep a lot of their personal stuff under wraps, um, yes. which I think is a real key and very difficult to do modern day, but can still be done. You don't need to divulge every single personal matter on social media. In fact, it's better that you don't. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Um, because it will... Not a matter of if, it will come back to haunt you if you say anything that is considered off-color or discriminatory or whatever. Just um, If you do, maybe just type it and then delete it, and they don't actually post it. <laughs> I, I, I am definitely a fan of Braun Strowman, okay? Uh, I, I like I know, Braun Strowman. I, I like how big he is. I this. like how I much. I know where you're going with this. I like his work, Ugh. but I literally did not need to know everywhere that he has pooped. Yeah, and he did the, okay. the picture of him wearing like short shorts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Didn't need to see that yeah. either. Didn't need to see that either. <laughs> Love yeah, the guy, but right? dude, I mean, uh, you know, we don't need to see you uh, nearly with no clothes on. I uh, don't need that. Don't need that. <laughs> now, I mean, I could understand something like that if it was in the context of a storyline or whatever, right? Sure. Or And they kind of sure. kind of almost were, right? Braun Strowman <laughs> was kind of playing this comedic uh, character for a little bit of time. And to see Braun Strowman and Daisy Dukes with no shirt on, yeah, it's kind of comedic, right? I get it. I get that. No. But this whole places I've pooped, uh, I didn't need to know where he's pooped. No, really, really, really don't. Yeah. Um, I could... S- no, I, I can't even see how that would be beneficial to the average person. Well, <laughs> right. somebody with any kind of celebrity. Um, that is information that does not to be divulged <laughs> to the public, folks. <laughs> Anyways, let us move on from that to our, where are you, match of the week. All right, for match of the week segment, let us get the age-old debate out of the way off the hop. You first, you go or ahead. me first. There we go. Okay. So <laughs> mine is like I told Carl before we started recording here. Mine is coming from a, an unusual and unexpected source. So first of all, my match of the week is a women's match. Number one. So that already is different in itself. And the match is coming from Stardom over in Japan, and specifically from the uh, a show that was done recently um, over in uh, Yokohama. Um, okay. It was a matchup for the Wonder of Stardom Championship between Tam Nakano and Natsupoi. Uh, it is available on YouTube to watch. It is just under half an hour long. Um, it is very, very good. Uh, if you're at all a fan of women's professional wrestling, you need to check this out. And uh, I will maybe even try, while Carl's giving his pick, I'll try and actually post it in our comments on this so other people can check it out too because it is uh, it is good. 
Definitely. Yeah. Like, please find that and throw that in there if yep. you can here. Um, I want to throw out there um, our friend Don Lewis again, uh, Bubba Duke. Uh, he, he doesn't have a match, but he's got just a promotion. And uh, this week he's talking MLW. Yep. Uh, for, for myself here, my match of the week comes from many moons ago. I am very proud to say that I love watching older professional wrestling. That's what I grew up with. My match this week is coming from the Iron Sheik and Sergeant Slaughter in the infamous boot camp match. <laughs> now, I went back and watched this matchup because of A&E and the wonderful program that they've been doing over there. Go and check out that program as well, the uh, WWE's Most Wanted Treasures. They actually had Sergeant Slaughter going around uh, trying to find some things from himself, and from the Iron Sheik with different collectors that are out there. Um, unfortunately, the Iron Sheik, uh, mobility-wise, really can't get around to be able to travel, so they had to use Sergeant Slaughter for the entirety of this. But at the end of that episode, they very nicely put that this episode is dedicated to the Iron Sheik which was absolutely fantastic. That was that was awesome to see. But yeah, like if you if you have not checked that out, you need to check out the boot camp match between the Iron Sheik and Sergeant Slaughter. Uh, an absolute blood fest that happened inside of that match. And for back in that day, you really didn't have a lot of blood that happened. Um, you would have blood, but not like this. This matchup, these two guys in their prime, giving it their all, I loved it. Loved it. Another thing, too, to mention with both of those guys is yeah. probably, I think it's pretty safe to say that those two guys are probably one, a couple of the only ones where, like, even once their wrestling careers finished, they just continued being those characters. Mm -hmm. Like, Sergeant Slaughter, like, isn't a character anymore. He's just Sergeant Slaughter. That's who he is yeah. now. And the Iron Sheik is the same thing uh, to maybe even a greater extent. I mean, if you want, again, tread carefully a little bit, but if you want to follow somebody um, on social media, specifically Twitter, and if you want to be surprised and entertained and disgusted <laughs> all at the same time, just follow the Iron Sheik on Twitter and uh, you will not be disappointed. No, oh, you definitely will not be disappointed at all. Oh, man. At all. Yep. All right, so you know what? Since we have a little bit of uh, time, we're, we're running, uh, we're not necessarily running short, but we, we have a little bit of extra time here. Uh, since we're going to be talking about something on our Showstopper segment, I think it's still fitting to, to play this because I think it, it actually will potentially tie into what we're talking about. So we'll take another brief break here and hear from our friends over at OVW, and we'll be back with our Showstopper segment for this week. Hi, my name's Barry Radcliffe. You might recognize me from such films as The Longest Ride or Dead 2. Now, as a successful actor, I have two planes, a supermodel wife, countless exotic cars, and a ton of cash. You might think, couldn't get any better than this. But 
You'd be wrong for only $4.99. You could get OVWWrestlingNetwork.com. That's OVWWrestlingNetwork.com for only $4.99. Now, will your life be as good as this? No. Will it be better? Yes, and I guarantee that. That's not valid anywhere. OVWWrestlingNetwork.com is only $4.99. Tomorrow's yesterday is today. Price is so low, they're insane. OVWWrestlingNetwork.com. It's only $4.99 a month. In between excitement, me too. OVWWrestlingNetwork.com is only $4.99 a month. You get that incredible value. She cost me $17 million and I loved it. Want a real value? OVWWrestlingNetwork.com. It's only $4.99. That's a price so low. Well, it's insane. <laughs> so there we go. A little word from our friends over at OVW. Still one of my favorite uh, advertisements that we play. Gotta love those guys. Put on a great product over there and uh, i know even don has become a fan of uh that uh, program as well (laughs) oh yeah and uh, just a little side note for those who do want to uh, check out um my match of the week i did post it in our our comments there the link uh, does work it's like officially right from uh, stardom's youtube channel so it is the entire match so go and check it out Uh, if you like some good hard hitting uh, women's wrestling, you will uh, enjoy uh, that matchup as, as I did. All right. So since we are talking about some, uh, not AEW, too many uh, wrestling promotion names I always get everybody mixed <laughs> up. Since we were, uh, just played OVW, I think that ties quite nicely into our Showstopper segment. So I thought for this week's Showstopper segment, I think we've probably done this before, so we're kind of revisiting it again, but I, I thought we would take this opportunity here, Carl, since we just heard from our friends over at OVW, and I know for a fact that it is a, a promotion that a lot of wrestling fans are sleeping on, that we would go through some of our picks uh, to pick things outside of the WWE of wrestling promotions that are that, that fans and our listeners and viewers should uh, be checking out if they aren't already and to kind of go through some of our picks for that. And sure. uh, the first one at the top of the list, I know that you and our friend Don uh, watching here will definitely agree with me. OVW is definitely one of those promotions that you need to check out. Uh, it's, it's free on YouTube to go and watch. I mean, you, you, can't, you literally can't go wrong. And if you want to, you can go with a $49 a month as well and directly support them. So um, OVW is definitely one of those promotions. If you aren't watching, you need to go check it out. You definitely do that. Four ninety nine a month is going to get you the archives of everything OVW. So yeah, I mean, supporting them at four ninety nine a month is an amazing thing to do. Uh, our friend Bubba Duke, uh, Don Lewis, actually posted one of my three uh, uh, picks that I had for this uh, showstopper segment, and he talked about MLW. MLW is doing some amazing things right now. They've got some great workers over there, and they're even including. I'm going to spoil things for you a little bit. They're, they've even got the inclusion of a new faction uh, that is coming into the company that people who have watched some other professional wrestling, um, some some underground wrestling, would definitely be a fan of. So uh, MLW is, again, uh, another one of those ones that's available on YouTube for free. So go and check them out as well. It's a really interesting thing here, Carl. Um, 
with that MLW thing because um, when it comes to North American professional wrestling, with the exception of New Japan, North America, they really do go for that sports-like presentation, which makes this partnership with uh, Azteca Underground or was formerly Lucha Underground even more intriguing to me because Lucha Underground was essentially the complete opposite of what MLW is doing. That's what makes it for me makes it so interesting because they 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 really went for that cinematic approach, yeah. And MLW does not necessarily the opposite of that, but they it's very much like a sports like presentation. So it's very intriguing. Um, you know, on top of that, I mean, you have one of the more intriguing stables in the business, Contra. You know, with Jacob fought too, one of the the hottest things going in wrestling right now. You got the the Von Eric yeah. boys. You've got uh, Filthy Tom Lawler, and yep. that's just to name a few. So MLW is definitely uh, on that short list of promotions. Uh, on Don's list here, which I'll, I'll post up here, uh, his first pick is another one that I have to make mention of, New Japan Pro Wrestling. When you want to talk the sports like presentation, if you don't like storyline heavy uh, wrestling, like over the top stuff, New Japan is where you go to. And also with their, their partners, Stardom, which is... Uh, Yes. where my match of the week came from this week because um, they are essentially partners uh, now. Um, absolutely fantastic stuff there. I mean, I'm almost afraid to name the great talents over there for the fear of leaving people out. But, I mean, Okada, Minoru Suzuki, Jay White, uh, Gorillas of Destiny, um, you know, just to, to name a few. And, uh, they're, 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 dude, they're, there's a reason why a lot of even some of our favorite WWE talents have gone over to New Japan. There is a yep. reason. Even Hulk freaking Hogan went and spent time over in New Japan for wrestling. That says something. It definitely does. One hundred percent. Even during our Owen Hart discussion, we talked about uh, Owen Hart going over and working some New yep. Japan Pro Wrestling as well. Rounding out Don's list here, we've got OVW. MLW and AEW. AEW is uh, more mainstream, so more people have the availability to be able to watch that and uh, may have seen or tuned in at some point, which is which is really cool. One thing, uh, another company that uh, people may not necessarily know about is a Canadian company, Canadian Wrestling's Elite. Um, very awesome promotion who does a cross Canada almost uh, tour every year they've been doing it unfortunately uh, this COVID uh, issue has really stopped them from being able to do so but I do want to let everybody know that you can support the CWE Canadian Wrestling's Elite coming up very shortly and uh, I'll see if I can find the information for it and post it into our Facebook page they they will be doing an iPay-per-view, an internet pay-per-view. And I, I don't think it's going to cost you very much. I think it's going to be like $10 it's going to cost you. And you will be able to witness Canadian Wrestling's Elite. They do have a YouTube channel as well. Go and check them out on YouTube. Go and check them out on Facebook even as well. And there are videos there. They have done live streams in the past to show you what is available from Canadian Wrestling's Elite. So there's there's another pick for you. Uh, that's my second one. I got one more to go after this, but Mighty Joe, what else have you got? Do you have any more? 
back briefly on CWE. Once the um, once because uh, we are good friends with the the owner of that promotion, Danny Duggan. Uh, when they when they do get back up running with fans, when they get touring again, uh, we'll definitely see about getting him on, on the show. Uh, oh, yeah. It's been a little too long since we've talked to Danny and. For my ne- next one, I-, I think I'm. Um, I think you and I are in the same wavelength because I think well, we'll probably be able to talk about this one together. And if you're down in the Florida area, uh, specifically, and I guess it would be kind of the Orlando-ish kind of area, or not too far from there, um, Vero Beach. Vero Beach. You need to go. And uh, Don's already beat me to the punch. Ignite Wrestling. Our friend Kim Arlip uh, runs a excellent promotion down there. Um, she's had some very notable names there. She runs a local wrestling company the right way, and. Props to, to Kim. I mean, she's still she's still going. Uh, I believe maybe they're not running back at full capacity quite yet, but I think they are back running shows. Um, yeah. Very happy and very proud of our friend Kim that um, runs some great wrestling down there. If you happen to be in the Florida area, do yourself a favor and go and check out Ignite Wrestling. And if you can't, uh, you can find them on YouTube. She's been posting some old shows, some old episodes, some old matches. Uh, absolutely fantastic. That's right. Vero Beach area. I believe it's called the Golden Coast. She is the only promotion that is down there. And for our friend Kim Artlip, I'm going to play a little something right now for everybody. Um, Please, if you feel so inclined, this is a great way to support Ignite Wrestling. So take a look at this. So there you have it, shop.ignitewrestling.com or just go to ignitewrestling.com and it will be there for you to be able to find their shop as well. Um, Miss Kim has has generously uh, made available for us the use of that commercial that uh, she actually has and plays and runs when she does her shows and and edits the videos afterwards and puts it out there. So uh, thank you, Miss Kim, for uh, for allowing us to be able to uh, get that out there to our fans as well for you. So yeah, definitely check that out. Yeah, that, that Eat, Sleep, Ignite Wrestling repeat shirt. I really like that one. I, I popped uh, pretty good when I saw that one. Uh, I wanted to get me one of those. But, uh, but yeah. I, I love as well yeah. that, they, that that Miss Kim includes uh, women's shirts. Yeah. Um, yes, I'm a girl. Yes, I speak fluent wrestling. That's good, yeah. Like, that's, yeah. that's really cool, right? And yeah. then there's hoodies there as well. Even though they're in Florida, they understand that there are some places that can be a little cold. So they've included... <laughs> that as well uh she does trading cards as well um on on the website and at the shop there's trading cards that are available for uh the stars of ignite wrestling so uh, miss kim's got it all together she does and the only ones i want to mention before we call an episode here for this week here carl uh because like we mentioned you know ovw new japan mlw ignite wrestling cwe Fantastic to mention all those, but I, I do have one other one that I want to mention that I would be remiss if I didn't mention, especially once we can fully get back to watching again, and that's your local wrestling promotion. If you are lucky enough to have a local wrestling promotion in your area, in, in your in your the town that you live in, 
go and check it out and support them. And when, if you've never been to one of these, I, I promise you, you're going to be there with like-minded people and you're going to enjoy yourself. If you've never been to a live wrestling show and you go to something like that, you're going to have a good time. If you're a little worried or whatnot, don't be worried. You're going to be amongst other people that also love wrestling, and you will be hooked. The first time you go to a real show, you will want to go back. Uh, do yourself a favor and do that. Um, I know not every town in every area has a wrestling promotion. So like I said, if you are lucky enough and blessed enough to, do yourself a favor and go and check it out regardless of what it is. Uh, unless you know that they're garbage, then, then, you know, then don't support them. But, uh, <laughs> but the majority of wrestling companies out there do put out a, a good product. So go check it out. You'll be glad you did. You, you definitely will. Anytime that you're able to get out to an independent show in your area, make sure you bring along a couple extra dollars. Yes. Um, when, when, these, when these guys and girls are out there doing their performance for you, yes, you've paid for a ticket to get into the show, but go and, go and see them at their merchandise table. And even if it's a, a wristband for like $5 or something, or if it's, you know, 10 or $15 for a photo and autograph <laughs> with the person, go ahead and do it. I'm going to throw a name out there for people. Jesse Bell Smothers. Go and look up Jesse Bell Smothers, a fantastic professional wrestler who uh, has accomplished quite a bit in her career. Um, I'm very thankful that I was able to get an autograph from Jesse Bell um, quite a few years ago when uh, she was part of a show that happened just across the river in Michigan that I was able to get to. And, and even, I mean, I paid five bucks for this, for this photo and autograph on there. She personalized it for me. It was, it was absolutely fantastic. And it's just one little way that you can help support them because they're, they're not getting paid a lot of money to do this. It's yeah. not like they're making WWE money, Right. So, I mean, it's it's just a, a good way to be able to support the people that are entertaining you. And, and even for me, you can possibly see it in my background if you guys are watching the video. Um, literally almost kind of on my doorstep, uh, the local promotion here, uh, Magnificent Championship Wrestling. I had the chance to meet Angelina Love before she went to, to Ring of Honor. So, like, it's like you, you will be... A lot of times pleasantly surprised going to these smaller shows, just who you might run into uh, because a lot of these shows do bring in, um, whether it be like a former star or somebody current, if they can get them to be that kind of, uh, what they refer to as a draw uh, to, to bring some people to kind of watch and uh, getting to meet some of these um, people. It, it, it's um, it's typically um, quite the pleasure uh, and most of them are very accommodating and um, it's, it's, it makes for a very fun experience uh, as well as the actual wrestling that you'll get a chance to watch. <laughs> I'm looking at my wall here right now and I'll just mention a few of the people that I have uh, been able to meet because of Canadian wrestling's elite doing their tour. Uh, we're looking Chase Owens. Uh, we're looking Psychosis, uh, Nikita uh, Koloff, um, I've got one on the screen here, Carl. Jake the Snake Roberts. Uh, you know, Flash Funk. <laughs> yeah. Or Too Cold Scorpio. Uh, right there as well, right? And I mean, some pretty pretty big names, right? Like, yep. I mean, Chase Owens is, is, is a pretty pretty good star himself, yep. right? Psychosis, a legend. Uh, Jake the Snake Roberts as well. An absolute legend in this business. and yep. And I've been able to meet them because of local or touring professional wrestling. 
Yeah. What a great way to be able to go out and meet some of the people that you have watched over the years. And normally for a cheap price, like 20 bucks for a ticket to get into the show. Can't go wrong. And then you bring a couple extra bucks with you to be able to meet these people. Where else are you going to, you're never going to be able to do that with the WWE unless you're paying thousands of dollars for tickets and backstage and whatever and VIPs. You don't need to worry about VIPs when you get it with your local professional wrestling. You nailed it, man. All right. Well, I think that is a good way to end off the episode here, Carl. But before we do go, uh, I will give you an opportunity to plug our sponsors. And then I will uh, remind uh, those uh, what we got going on for Turnbuckle Rewind this week. That's right. Our sponsors include CollarAndElbowBrand.com. You saw the commercial for them. You know all about CollarAndElbowBrand.com. It's a little chilly here today, so I am actually wearing my Collar and Elbow Brand uh, uh, mirror sweatshirt uh, as well. As always, my Collar and Elbow Branded hat. And Mighty Joe is even wearing today his Collar and Elbow Branded mirror t-shirt so go and check them out use promo code jk podcast in the checkout and you are going to get yourself 10 percent off your entire purchase now if you're into workout supplements and workout gear go and check out our friends over at phoenix fnxfit.com they've got some great supplements over there uh, as well as they have uh, shirts shorts whatever you need for your workouts go and check them out at fnxfit.com we got a promo code for you there as well use promo code tb talk pod and you're going to get 15 percent off your entire purchase yeah go and check out both of those Yep, absolutely. And coming up this Wednesday over on Love Wrestling, Carl and myself will be going back to NXT TakeOver Philadelphia, Adam Cole versus Aleister Black in an Extreme Rules match that has to be seen to believed. And uh, you will be uh, pleasantly excited if you've never seen this match. And you can watch along with us if you, if you wish. And uh, like I said, you're in for a treat there as well. You definitely will be. All right, man. Well, we will see you guys on the next one. It's me, it's me, it's an order to be the beat. As you can tell in the background, we are out celebrating. That is what we do here at HittingTheMarks.com. And I invite everyone to continue to tune in to Turnbuckle Talk, but check out all of our other shows. We have content, especially led up by the flagship show. You can find that all at HittingTheMarks.com. Run. Right.